0: This is another MP3 podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle, Australia.
1: 2NURFM 103.7, we're talking travel. And Barry Warwick, who have we got with us today, a special guest?
0: Uh, We've got a special guest, Adam from Club Med, um, to tell us a little bit about why that holiday is a, a little bit different to the normal run-of-the-mill holidays. So, so
1: what happens in a Club Med holiday and well, where you can go and things like that.
0: Exactly. As
1: opposed to going and staying in it, an ordinary hotel.
0: Yeah. An ordinary hotel, well, as if well, any hotel is ordinary. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it's a, a different type of experience. And, um, look, I know that... Uh, Many years ago, the concept was actually started uh, so that everything was inclusive, so all your meals were inclusive, and uh, they've sort of kept that tradition pretty much like that now. So, um, you know, Adam, you, you could probably enlighten us. I know that, you know, there were GOs which they were called gentle organisers, and what was their role, and um, is it still the same? Uh, that's-
2: Yes. No. We still have the um, the GOs as we uh, we still call them. And look, they're, they're a bit like um, I suppose a cruise director or that sort of thing on a ship, where they their job is to make sure that everybody's having a good time and getting the experience that they want out of their holiday.
0: Yeah. Now, some of the comments that you you get back is that I don't want to be over organised, but you you are encouraged to participate in the activities of the club, aren't you?
2: Look, it's really you can actually now have the holiday that you want. So if you want to participate in the activities, they're scheduled throughout the day and you just uh, meet the geo at that destination and uh, you can participate in the activity or you can have an absolutely break from uh, normality and, uh, you know, relax by the pool and take it really easy.
0: So if you, if you just wanted to lay around the pool and uh, read a book... There's no one that's going to come up to you And say look you should really do this Or you should really do that Uh, But you do have the opportunity If you want to to participate In things like archery and tennis And um, sailboarding And they actually teach you don't they How to do that
2: lessons um, or tuition is included within uh, within the Club Med uh, organisation. But, you know, there are other things like, you know, a beautiful guided walk through, uh, uh, you know, through the National Parkland or those sorts of things. So we do have activities that do cater for everybody as well.
0: Yeah. Now, when we originally started off, the concept was that there was no money ever in the club and you used the bead system.
2: That's correct. Well, that's um, that's changed now where... It's really, once you've, um, once you've, you know, go to a club med, we even now include your bar drink. So it's, you know, it's designed to have uh, the flexibility and the freedom to have what you want when you want to have it. Um, it's pretty much no expense while you're there.
0: So um, really the only thing that you need money for is some outside excursions that, um, that you might want to do. You know, if you were, well, say Bora Bora, what, what would you do out of Bora Bora?
2: know we do include a free snorkeling trip for our clients and they can do that every single day of the week if they wish um you know we also have uh um activities where we bring a lot of the local people in so you know um the tahitian dancing uh and that sort of thing so if you wanted to do extra activities you can of course um pay for an excursion to go and swim with the um um, the stingrays and manta rays and that sort of thing or take a four-wheel drive excursion up to the uh, top of mount Bora Bora
0: right and Tahiti is a really pretty, um, pretty destination, isn't it? And you know, sometimes it's sort of um, classed as being very expensive to to go to. But at least um, by going on this type of holiday, you know what your expenses are all up um, before you really start, don't you? Look,
2: Bora Bora, I would have to say, is the most beautiful destination I've been anywhere in the world. It is that picture postcard. Uh, paradise and yes with Club Med it makes it very um, affordable and value for money and the great thing is of course is it's paid in Australian dollars before you travel.
1: Yeah
0: so you're not worried about exchange rates or anything when, it, uh, exactly. when it's coming back.
2: Mm. Your budget's set before you travel so you know what you're up for and uh, and there's no hidden expenses or charges uh, at the other end.
0: Yeah now getting to Bora Bora uh, you obviously from Australia you would fly into Papiete Um do you have to overnight now to, to get out to Bora Bora? Look, you
2: do have to overnight in Papeete just because the flight lands about at 45 at, uh, at night into Papeete. We do include that accommodation and transfers as well. And then we fly you out to Bora Bora the next day.
0: Right. Um, just some of the um, the other things that uh, we might come back and, and have a, a chat about some of the other destinations shortly
1: to a new RFM 103.7 the subject is travel and barry warwick we're talking about a concept we're,
0: of holiday. We're, we're talking about a concept where it's all inclusive and um you know the advantages of that is that it's all prepaid and you know exactly where you're up to whereas if you go on um you know a normal holiday it's um meals can be really quite expensive and you know, when you tell people to allow an extra $100 per person or a little bit more in some destinations per day, they sort of look at you in horror and think, well, you know, I wouldn't spend that. But they usually end up doing that anyway. So, um, And that's, that's where this concept is really great. You're, you're right. Um, you know exactly where you are in, in the dollar field. And, look, we've been speaking about Bora Bora, but they've... Um, also Lindemann. And look, the concept started in the Mediterranean. so
1: Which is why Club Med is called L- that.
0: Club Med, that's right. So some of the other destinations, Adam, that people can go to uh, with this type of holiday are, you know, um,
2: We've got um, over 80 villages worldwide. Um, We did start, in, uh, of course, in France back in the 1950s and have developed our products since then. So we are right throughout Asia in all of the most popular destinations, such as, you know, Phuket and Bali and and Malaysia. Further afield, of course, we've even got uh, beautiful resorts in the Caribbean, um, down in South America. We've got chateaus in France, and we've even got 22 ski villages um, in Europe and one in Japan as well.
0: Yeah, skiing's not something that you really associate with a, a Club Med village, is it?
2: Look, it's something that um, uh, has been going on for many, many years and is very popular, again, the all-inclusive nature where we also include lift passes and ski lessons. It, and it's great for all ages so that everybody's learning at their ability. Uh, and, you know, the ski vill- uh, ski mountains can be very, very expensive. So it's a great uh, value holiday.
0: Yeah, that the lift passes are always something that uh, I think people find hard uh, you know it's always an expensive component of a holiday and very rarely is it actually included in a holiday.
2: Well that's right and the other thing of course is is the ski tuition and we uh, provide ski school for everybody from the age of four and up so you know the whole family gets to have a ski
0: holiday. Yeah I think there's there's been a a conception out there in the, the marketplace that Club Med is really only for young single people um Would you What would you say to that
2: Look over the years um, You know I think You know going back Sort of 20 years ago Yes we were uh, More aimed At uh, the younger market But what happened was Those people grew up They had children So we've had to develop Our product um, become more upmarket and provide proper hotel-style accommodation um, now for all ages. I mean, we have kids clubs at our family resorts. Another thing that's really popular with uh, Club Med is celebrating a special occasion at one of the Club Meds. It might be a 60th birthday um, or an anniversary party, and the whole family will go and uh, and, and all enjoy um, the inclusive nature of our product. Yeah.
0: Now, with the, um, the the kids club. Um, Is there an age that you don't cater for or some some clubs actually cater uh, for four and up and and others go down to babies or just where do you sit in that area?
2: Mm, Look, we do have different types of resorts and it really depends on the location around the world. We do cater from the age of four months um, at some of our um, family resorts. Primarily, I would say from the age of two, definitely, where we have the petite club. And then from the age of four, we have the mini clubs and then go into teens clubs as well.
0: Right. So, um, you know, if parents really want to get the kids off their hands, they can have a really great time. The kids can have an even better time um, and everyone ends up being fairly happy by the sound of it.
2: Everybody's getting what they want out of the holiday, and it's really nice for a family to go away and say, you know, the kids are having a great time. It's educational, it's fun, and it's interactive. The parents can also relax and have a little bit of downtime, and then they have the time where they all come together uh, and enjoy it as a family as well.
0: Yeah. I noticed, look, the the other all-inclusive holiday is a a cruising holiday, and um, I, I guess I'm finding now that particularly on some of the American cruises, uh, that you've got the grandparents taking their children and grandchildren away so that the the whole uh, family is, is sort of involved. Are you finding that sort of trend happening as well?
2: Popular And, you know, with uh, a lot of people, you know, living in different places around the world, you know, the, the family may have spread out and living in London, they quite often choose the Club Med destination as a midway point And so, you know, maybe the children and, and, and the grandkids will come down into, say, Cheriting Beach in Malaysia and the grandparents will fly up there and they'll always meet somewhere midpoint and have that beautiful experience together.
0: Very, very popular these days. Yeah, no, look, I, I think that's been very informative and um, thank you for, you know, the, your time today. It's a
1: pleasure. Thank you so much. And that's Adam from Club Med and, no he's telling us all about uh, all-inclusive holidays. Do you normally find that you're expected to tip on some of these all-inclusive holidays? To, so tipping um, would be an extra cost?
0: Tipping's really important, particularly in the cruising. Um, tipping is... is Often, well, the shipping companies are starting to to try and include it in the fare. But you pay your fare, and then it's usually something like ten dollars a day uh, to cover the, the the tip. So they're trying to make it a little bit easier, but uh, it's it, it's still that awkward thing for Australians uh, with the Club Med holidays. Look, if you're having a, a a lot to do with the geo, and they've been particularly helpful. Um, Yes, it doesn't hurt to tip, you know, particularly in the again depending on your destination, particularly in Europe and um the Americas or um it's it's more likely to be expected
1: and is it still the sort or is it the sort of thing where if you feel you've had good service then you might think about tipping but if you feel you've had rotten service or that of course is not likely to happen I suppose <laughs> because that's what they're there for to give service but uh, you um, might give less if you didn't feel it was up to scratch
0: yeah the, the concept is particularly with tipping is that you give if you get really good service, however, to uh, particularly in America uh, and and this is happening in Europe as well, um, it's now become an expectation. And so sometimes even when you get really bad service, there'll be a lot of pressure put on you um, on you to tip. And and basically their wages have are so low, look, um, last year when I was in America, um, they were being paid something, some of the waiters were being paid $2.50 an hour. So they, they really did need the tips to, to actually make ends meet. They should still provide the service and, and um, it's just... Whether you can withstand the onslaught of the tip expectation, even with bad service, you know, it's, it's, it's a really hard one for all Australians.
1: Yes, Australians do find it hard. Sure. But that's part of it. Would there be many other extras that, what other extras might be in those perhaps uh, things the, that you the, might the, have to pay extra? The
0: holidays. Um, well, Club Med, for example, really the only extras that you're paying for uh, now are... Any outside excursions, any souvenirs that you might may want to bring back for people cruising cruising they basically it 's your shore excursions that you 're paying extra, um, believe it or not, they quite often have restaurants that um, are open outside the normal restaurant times, why anyone would need to eat then, but you would then pay pay on some of the cruise lines for that. Um, sometimes they had better restaurants that you actually pay a surcharge to attend. So uh, pretty much um, cruising, there there are probably a few more extras and all, also your drinks, obviously, on, on cruising. Um, and they have art auctions and things like that, which they try and get you to part with your money on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, a good opportunity, I suppose. And that's talking travel for today. Yep. Thank, Thank you, Jane. Thanks, Barry Warwick. And of course, we'll be back after the one o'clock news next Friday. Talking travel on 2NURFM 103.7.